0: From WDBM East Lansing, this is City Pulse on the air. Joining you now, your editor-in-chief of the Lansing City Pulse,
1: Burl Schwartz.
0: Hello, this is arts editor, Skylar Ashley,
2: filling in for Burl Schwartz. On today's show, we're going to learn about the world of local underground stand-up comedy as performed at a house venue in East Lansing known as the
0: Salsa Parlor. Cole Tunningley has the report. Louis Michael has been doing comedy shows in East Lansing for years. He's kind of a fixture of the stand-up scene here. Recently, he started hosting his own house show, Salsa Parlor, with a rotating cast of roommates that each contribute something. Some of them host, some of them help book the show, some perform on it. It's a group effort. Back in June, the show made its triumphant return. It was originally going to be an outdoor show. Mother Nature, in Michigan's unpredictable weather, forced them back inside.
2: So the one that got rained out, we were going to do in the yard. And we just said, F it. Like, we were all vaccinated. And that was back in June. Um, June was supposed to be a yard show. And we were like, you know what? Let's just do it inside. Now, four tornadoes did pass through mid-Michigan that day. We had a few comics uh, drop, which I was like, yeah, don't leave your cities. This is insane. But by, like, 8 p.m., the storms had passed through. And it was... Clear as day again. So we're like, yeah, we'll still do the show with whoever shows up. And that first one packed out again. Like, well, at least the living room and the uh dining room. You know, it wasn't like the old shows where the whole house was just sardine cans, but enough to the point where it's still an awesome show. So and the the second one was pretty much like that, a little bit more packed. The kitchen was full. And uh, I think the more we get going, as long as we don't go through lockdowns again, we'll have pretty full shows.
0: Speaking of lockdowns, I wanted to know if Michael had encountered any pandemic jokes yet. Comedians are known for ripping their bits straight from the headlines. I wanted to get a reading on how COVID-19 was being talked about on stage.
2: There's some, like, mask humor, maybe a little bit. Uh, uh, Diego Octanasio has some pretty good jokes about, you know, wearing his mask around. But, I don't know, professional comedians, I've definitely heard uh, some pretty funny jokes about the pandemic. But I think at our level, like, I I have darker jokes that aren't even about the pandemic. I think people are kind of over it. Like, unless it's a really, really funny bit or unique take, it's just kind of one of those subjects where it went from, like, maybe a universal experience we could all relate to to immediately hack. It was gallows humor we we all got through to survive. So, yeah, I've heard some that have made me laugh, but... For the most part, I think just COVID and pandemic exhaustion, people are not into it right now. So I kind of I am wondering uh, maybe if it's going to be one of those things in a couple of years that when you really can hindsight and do some, some good jokes about it. But yeah, right now, I haven't heard a ton.
0: For Michael himself, the pandemic was creatively fruitful. He took a break from stand-up writing to start working on sketch comedy and his YouTube show Loaded for Bear. Writing stand-up just felt weird without an audience to bounce ideas off of. Um,
2: Like, I knew guys and gals for the first, like, two months of the lockdowns that were, like, really, really writing. But I think without the performative aspect of doing stand-up, writing purely stand-up without being able to try it, for me anyways, uh, I started to feel, like, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining, where I'm like, nah, (laughs) like, I got to I got to I got to pivot until we're back to stand up which um that's just me. So I think I was right in the middle. I did write some stand up but then I pivoted and wrote some other uh tried to write humorous stuff anyways. I don't know if it's funny or not but um yeah. But I I don't uh I do want to put this out there. I do not blame one damn person for either writing a ton or writing zero. Like I get both sides of it and I'm like yeah yeah like some people dealt with it in different ways and I completely understand and respect
0: it yeah not a judge of character or anything (laughs) like that
2: no man (laughs) after no it's such a weird world to be like you weren't writing like what's wrong with you I'm like what what are you talking about like how are you judging somebody right now and (laughs) then the other people that were writing every day I'm like cool but like, you know, <laughs> don't you kind of feel like you're stockpiling stale nukes right now? But,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Now that shows are back up and running, I wanted to know how Michael and his fellow comedians felt about getting back on stage. After all, a year's a long time to go without any practice.
2: I think <laughs> now most people have shaken the rust off. If I'm being pretty honest... Um, like as far as stage performance goes, it kind of circling back to the writing thing. I haven't written or developed a new bit like until this month where I finally have like been writing enough where I'm like, okay, here's something I can really go back. Like I see a lot of people not only doing stuff they were doing before the pandemic, but a lot of people punching up like super old bits. I hadn't seen them do in years, but they're such a better comedian now that it seems like a new joke. Um, but I will say the like first show I did after the second round of lockdowns. So that would have been, when did we get out of those? Like February of this year, Uh 2021, something like that. Uh, I do remember I was, I was with uh, comedians around the battle Creek area doing a show and I, um, people were having real good sets and we all the, the the like joke of the night amongst the comics were like, hey, just like riding a bike, baby. <laughs> um, but I can tell you, no, that's not normally the case. There was a lot of rust, even at even at professional shows. You'd go to clubs and there'd be headliners with like a notebook on stage, and they'd be like, hey, like, <laughs> you know, it's been been about eighteen months, so we will see.
0: Now that the rust has been shaken off, Michael is glad to see his show take off again. I wanted to know if things ever got out of control at a salsa parlor show. Inviting so many people into your house seems like a gamble. Michael said that there really haven't been too many problems. I will
2: say some of the after parties would get like a little rambunctious at the older one. But like, no, now, like, dude, I'm I'm older now. Like, I'm not in my early 20s anymore. I'm in my late 20s. And I'm just kind of like tired. And people kind of get the the energy of the show is again, just, it has just a touch of professionalism. And so like even the people that show up like hammered kind of walk in and they're like, Whoa, like this is not just slapped together. There's, you know, there's like an air of put togetherness about it. And, um, I think the vibe we put out there is like, Hey, have a good time, have all the fun you want. And I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty like no rules other than, you know, don't F up the show. And, you know, with that kind of vibe comes like, please don't steal our shit. And I used to announce that at the beginning of shows. It'd be like, hey, like one couple of rules, like don't interrupt the comics and please don't steal our shit. We live here. Um, And to this date, don't want to jinx us, so knock on wood. The only thing that's ever been stolen was a pair of sunglasses. And we only know that because the kid came back the next day. He's like, hey, man, like you guys actually put on a pretty awesome thing. I just felt real bad about taking these. So I'm a I'm going to give him back. <laughs> and we're like, oh, all right. Thanks, man. Like, weird. It's kind of a weird F you because you're figuring out somebody stole shit as they're returning it. And you're like, he's doing the right thing. But, like, he didn't. Meh. I was like, all right, this is morally conflicting. So I'm just going to say thank you. And please don't do that again if you come back.
0: I asked Michael to describe what the show is like for someone who's never been there. It can be strange to wander into someone's house expecting free entertainment but he does his best to create a welcoming atmosphere for everybody.
2: So it started a few years ago. So Salsa Parlor kind of morphed out of like college comedy house parties. Um, if you remember uh, Tom's 825 house show, it was just like, hey, a bunch of college kids watching comedy in a house. And he graduated. I was still in town. I was like, I want to keep it going. So at first it kind of felt like a, like a college party with a theme where it's like, all right, we're going to do a house show um and then yeah we had beer at at one point i was like what is a what does a good party need good people and you know the, some some cheap cheap drinks and entertainment like i'm way more on on uh people and fun than i am like you know you don't need 60 dollar craft beer i'm like all right here's some pbr and coors banquet but anyway so uh it morphed from like college to eventually like east lansing and lansing counties, and older older or more seasoned comedians hearing about the show and how much fun it was so now it's just kind of like an eclectic house show where it's like dude you'll get baby boomers and older you'll get new college kids all just packed into a living room that's rearranged into a stage kind of you know a, a comedy club style stage room um so it's got like the charming aspect of being in somebody's house but with like a kind of gritty professional tone because there's like stage lighting, actual audio and cameras going on. And then I don't know the beer, the snacks and the candy just kind of wrap around to like a childish style, you know, college party slash high school party where it's like you could get wrecked, but there's also Cheetos and Airheads. So you're like, all right. And then uh, once we got Domino uh, uh, sponsored by Domino's, It was just hilarious because we were ordering pizzas like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then finally, you know, now it's like, hey, if you want a kind of a horrific dinner (laughs) provided as well? Come on down to the Salsa Parlor Show. We'll feed you and laugh you.
0: If that sounds good to you, know that the show happens last Saturday of every month. You can find out more by visiting the Salsa Parlor Facebook page or you can follow them on Instagram. Their handle is at Salsa Parlor. For City Pulse, I'm Cole Eagley. Thank you, Cole. This is City Pulse
2: on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Up next, let's check out what's going on
0: this weekend at the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival. Michigan Chicken Wing Festival is coming up this Labor Day weekend. It's an extravagant celebration of one of the staples of American cuisine. Two-day event fills up a Dotto Park and the surrounding area with the smell of freshly cooked wings. People from all over come out in droves to get a taste for themselves. Shirley Carter started the festival back in
1: 2015. Well, um. Actually, I it was uh, an idea of doing some type of event in Adado Park since um, they had not had one there for 20 years. And, you know, I was like, okay, it's been 20 years since anything been in Adado for Labor Day weekend. What do people really do on Labor Day weekend? And so after some research, I realized that family events are the best one. And wing festivals have been around for have been around for about 20 years when I launched it. So I just, you know, looked up the one in Buffalo. It originated from the UK and you know throughout the country. So I said, Michigan doesn't have one. We have got to join the Super Bowl of Wings. And so we, you know, I started the Wing Festival at Adato Riverfront Park in 2015.
0: Since then, the festival has only grown bigger and better. Organizing this massive event is purely a labor of love from Carter. She just wants people to have a good time and eat some incredible food. She chose chicken wings as the theme for the festival because she's always had a fondness for them.
1: I am a cook, you know, but I don't cook at the festival at all. I, you know, I'm a cook. I'm from the South, you know, so I was raised with a family of cooks that we all knew how to cook at a very young age. But in entertainment, I have years of entertainment experience. Uh, I've done many festivals, concerts, uh, plays, toured throughout the country. So I've worked with some of the greatest people in the industry, but I didn't do a lot in Lansing. Most of my events and things were on the road in other states. I've been in every state in the US except for two doing a show. And even out of the country, even the Bahamas and other places. So it was time to bring something to Michigan.
0: The Michigan Chicken Wing Festival offers seasoned cooks an opportunity to showcase their skills. Chefs from around the country come out to the festival to whip up excellent food for an eager audience. Some of them even consider it a competition of sorts. They want to know who can draw the biggest crowd to their booth and who can pack the most flavor into every bite.
1: We have uh, vendors that sign up. You know, to be vendors there to test your skills on the community. In other words, they bring their flavor, they bring their skills out to the park, and then you get to try them, you know, when you buy them and everything. So it's almost like a competition who has the best wings? And we do. We honor that person with the trophy the best vendor, best wings. And of course, you know, this is a fundraiser for Against All Odds, which is uh, my nonprofit that helps breast cancer survivor and cancer patient, as well as the underserved community in Ingham County. So with that being said, we need to raise funds to help us support Against All Odds. And what better way to do it than to have something that would bring the whole community together. Not only does it introduce us to the community, but reintroduce us to other people because against all odds, it's been around since 1999, serving the Ingham County community. And so we have other vendors there. We have community organization that get an opportunity to bring their business to the park. We have entrepreneurs out there, uh, craft vendors, and we have live music on the stage and a kid's song. So it's something for everyone. You don't just get wings there. You can get other food too, sweet treats, Uh, Like this year, we got everything cheesecake is going to be there. We got stews, elephant ears, and fresh squeezed lemonade. And Cliff is bringing his Kona ice truck out for us this year. So, you know, and you can get ribs if you, you know, and even vegan and Mm gluten-free. So we try to, you know, you know, cover all angles of everyone. If you're a foodie, this festival is the one to be at.
0: For the real daredevils out there, the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival hosts a wing-eating competition. Anyone is free to sign up and put their gorging abilities to the test. The winner gets a trophy, declaring them the most efficient wing-eater. In my opinion, that's definitely something to be proud of. Carter does have a warning, though, that she'd like you to hear before you enter the contest.
1: But the thing about the wing-eating contest is that the wings are super hot. And when I say hot, they're super hot. So we do not advise you to enter that competition if you have any stomach problems, because that it has no mercy. And so they compete and see who can eat the most wings in five minutes. So they get unlimited wings and they have five minutes to eat the most. And we've had winners. We've had people even from Germany to enter this contest. They were on holiday and they was just touring throughout the US and they had looked up the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival and we were one of their stops. So they decided to even enter the contest. So they was on an adventure trip and we get a lot of exchange students like from Japan and that comes to the festival every year as well.
0: Carter wants the festival to be a place where people of all ages can have a good time. Looking back at photos of past year's festivals, she notices the smiles on people's faces first and foremost. There's a constant stream of live music going on in the background, kids running around, and of course, the ambient hum of tons of grills all working in unison. It's an event that runs purely on good vibes.
1: One thing about the festival, you'll see a lot of smiles, a lot of smiles, not just the kids, because the kids zone is something that kids are just so excited about because you get to just have unlimited play and bounce houses, carnival games, um, due to COVID, we can't have the uh, bubbles out there, but the kids love getting in the bubbles. They love getting you know, on the games and things and eating ice cream and shaved ice and chicken. Chicken seems to put a smile on people's face. And we have photos of people that, you know, didn't bring a lawn chair, but they just took a seat on the lawn and just start eating their chicken. So, And you see, when you look at the photos from our website or even our Facebook page, you'll see a lot of smiles. And then with the music playing in the background, and then we have a VIP tent where, you know, those who wanna uh, go into the VIP tent, there's a fee. That's because that's a major part of our fundraisers and that they can have a beer, glass of wine and margarita and just enjoy the music and their wings and whatever sides they decide to buy when they're out there, whatever sweet treats. So you got your kids in there and the park is fenced in. So it's secure. So you can, you know, it's something that you can say, look, I can bring my family and we're just gonna enjoy the park today. And we're gonna enjoy the music, the conversation. I've had people said it was like a reunion for them. They saw people they hadn't seen in years.
0: The festival's musical lineup has already been booked. Carter organized it so that Saturday is devoted to folk, blues, and rock, while on Sunday, jazz and soul bands will grace the stage.
1: For Saturday, we have um, Amari Roper, is going to be on stage. He's a folk artist. Uh, we have Dagfoot, their rock group. Uh, I say like a Bob Seeger. Uh, we have Chris Canis, who is blues. And then we have Luke Reapus. He's a blues artist, you know, his band would be there. We have, you know, these are all live bands. And we have um, Denise Davis, Davis rather and the Motor City Sensation Band. They were entertainers of the year uh, from Detroit uh, Music Award from 2019. And then we have on Sunday it's more inspiration and jazz. We have Michelle Miller Bell is gonna be on. We have Christy Keys is gonna be on with her band. And we have Al Exit, who is uh, neo soul and jazz. She's on with her band and we have Horn and Holland and we have 496 West.
0: Since Carter is such an expert, there's one question that I couldn't resist asking her. I wanted to know what makes a perfect chicken wing. Her answer was simple, one word, two syllables.
1: Flavor, Uh, and not only flavor, We have 21 flavors this year of wings that's going to be in the park. And anytime you can take a a chicken wing that when you can pull it apart, that it's not tough, that it just falls apart and the meat falls off the bone and the flavor is seasoned so well that it just like marinates in your mouth. And so, so it's one of those situations where you go, now this is good chicken. Um so with our flavors and things that we bring, we introduce people, we get, you know, challenge their taste buds is what we do. And uh, we don't just have hot wings and super hot wings. We have multiple pl- flavors like blueberry barbecue, mm-hmm. strawberry barbecue, hot pineapple, garlic parmesan. Uh, Peach mango, Uh, we have, we even have vegan wings, the cauliflower wings, Uh, gluten-free wings, we have Cajun dry rub, Cajun ranch, Uh, we have like uh, lemon pepper, we have a pesto wing, and, you know, so if you've ever thought about it, you go, "Hmm, I wonder what that's like, but if you don't start with the basic first, if the wing is not cooked right, you can put any flavor on it. If that wing is not right, it's, that wing is bad.
0: If you're looking for a good wing, one that blows Buffalo Wild Wings or stop out of the water, then the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival is the perfect place for you. It's taking place this Labor Day weekend in Adato Park. You can find out more information by visiting MichiganChickenWingFestival.com or by looking it up on Facebook. For City Pulse, I'm Cole Tunningley. That was once again reporter Cole Tongingly.
2: This is arts editor Skylar Ashley, and you're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact.